This is the Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to where I get the honor of talking to super interesting people that do super interesting things like Jessica right here. Uh actually, you know what? I'll just let you introduce her. Tell us a little bit more about you. A little bit about me. Just... A little bit or a lot? No. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Well, where should we begin? Um well, first of all, I think I'm probably pretty complex, like most human beings. Mm. I grew up here in Nova Scotia, just outside of the town of Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. And now I currently live in Bridgewater. Oh, I mean, how do we define ourselves? I don't even know. It's like extensive. I'm a daughter and I'm a sister and I'm an aunt and all kinds of other things. And I definitely am an artist. Mm. I've struggled with kind of using that label over myself because I have not been like to an official training place that gives me that title. Mm. But just on observation over my own life, I love painting and being creative and I love uh, the music arts and now I'm in the healing arts and I love dance arts and I just, I love culinary arts. I, I I think the list of arts is just growing for me. So I'm gaining confidence and just saying, yeah, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, why are we struggling with calling yourself that? Just, I mean, just because you didn't go to school, like mascot or something? Right, yes. Yep, yep, pretty oh, much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how we, you know, being a daughter, that's like, okay, was just born into that mm. but some things i think you know society like you know you earn the right to be called a lawyer you got you know you don't just walk around saying i'm a lawyer <laughs> right <laughs> so struggling with like huh what gives me the right to identify as an artist is it something that i because i have training or because i've been self-taught or because it's something that interests me i don't mm. know the art world is very, I think, subjective, and there's a lot of gray areas. Um, but at the same time, it is a creative realm. So I think we all should be allowed to call ourselves artists if we I think so. love yeah. to be yeah. creative. <laughs> I, I think in in our own individual ways, we all create something, right? So if you if you make something that makes you feel good um it makes other people smile i think you've earned that right i mean sure if you want to if you want to go to a school to understand the theory behind it maybe but um yeah i don't think especially when it comes to saying you're an artist you can call yourself an artist anytime you want because you create stuff and you do your paintings and paintings i saw them look great yeah thank you so now I know what's your day job? Oh, my day job. Mm. Well, um, I have been working in the care sector for a while, um, mm. and I'm working minimally now because I am studying. I just started school in January, but uh, I have been working with young kids who are kids, youth who are at risk. Mm. And uh, I work for a company that's basically uh, a place of safety and is um, a space basically for the kids to um, be taken care of and nurtured until there is a long-term plan for them. So our company is... Uh, for short-term purposes, it's kind of like an emergency situation of like, oh, goodness, we need something for these kids now. Mm. And so they come to us. Um, what is the longest time a kid can stay at a facility? Um, well, it's supposed to be short-term, but unfortunately, mm. uh, the resources, the availability um, for other options is quite limited so mm. sometimes we can have the kids for a f- few years 
Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you say long term, what, what would be the ideal short term, I guess? Um, ideal is like a couple of weeks, a couple oh, months, okay. um, because you do want these kids to move on with their lives and be integrated with a family and a school. And a lot of our kids do end up going to school um, because they're with us for uh, a longer period of time. Mm. But it's still not... They themselves know they are in transition. They know that this isn't their, you know, final place of rest. And mm. so, um, sure, you know, the ideal is a couple of weeks to a couple of months. Oh, okay. But unfortunately, there is a lack of foster parents and a lack of um, availability, like bed space in some of the group homes or just other facilities in the province. So, yeah, okay. a lot of times we have the kids for much longer just because there's not other so, options. So, uh, foster homes, um, actually, no, I'll skip that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, so you do that. Isn't it, you must be tasking physically, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, taxing, that's a great word, challenging, uh, rewarding. I mean, it's a its a mixed bag, that's for sure. Mm. Emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, yeah, it's stimulating. Mm. There's never usually a dull moment, yeah. but can also be exhausting because there's usually not a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you say you're studying on the side now. What are you studying? I am studying acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine. What made you decide to study that? Uh, okay. Lots of things. I think sometimes life has a very interesting way, I don't know, of just weaving things together. And you're not even really aware of what's happening until it just happens. Mm. So ever since I was quite young, just even in my early teens, I devoured health books like novels and <laughs> experimented on myself and did 40-day fasts and all these cleanses and different things. And I would read stuff about the body and about herbs and supplements and think, this is amazing and I want to see how it works myself. And um, so health um, in general has always been of interest to me. And I have always had huge respect for, I want to say any modality or philosophy um, or ways of healing that really view um, the person as a whole. Mm. And, um, Traditional Chinese medicine certainly does that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally believe, you know, that we, it's, everything is so interconnected that, you know, we cannot separate our mind from our body, from our soul, from our spirit. Like, you know, our relationships, our environment, everything is so, yeah, interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so when I was looking at, you know, changing careers, um, I was looking into other health things like massage therapy and other, you know, I mean, I was looking at becoming a nurse, but uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a little too uh, not uh, holistic. <laughs> so I end up running into a childhood friend mm. and uh, she had studied massage therapy and then I knew that she was studying acupuncture as well. And so I just wanted to pick her brain. And, you know, in that one conversation, she totally had won me over. And then I continued to do my own research. And it just was like, absolutely. It just resonated that this was the perfect foot for me. And I just started in January and I love it. I mean, it's challenging. There's lots to learn. And it is definitely overwhelming at times. But I... um, I mean, I don't know if other people do this, but I literally cry sometimes when I'm reading my textbooks because I just think, this is so amazing. I mean, the body, the world, like everything, the micro, the macro systems, it's just so phenomenal. And Mm. I mean, I just cannot help but be in awe. And yeah, sometimes I 
I cry. This is just so amazing. <laughs> um, how, so you say started this year? Yep, started in January. Okay. How long is the course for? Uh, the course, you can take it in two or three years. Oh, okay. And so I have opted for the two-year program. So I'm, you know, there's moments I think, oh, dear, maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew. So it's super But, intense? Um, it's intense, yes. But, so, uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask a quick question um, about acupuncture. How does it work exactly? Okay, that is a great question. Um, and I am not sure if I'm going to do it justice just because I'm just in the beginning stages yeah. of learning. Mm. But I will do my best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, I mean, one of the classes that I just had was all on meridian theory. What's and that? so there's this... Um, concept that we have what they call meridian lines running all through our bodies mm. and these meridians are associated with the different organs in our body and there are points along these lines mm -hmm. that when um you know you can we also do acute pressure so you can put pressure on these points mm -hmm. um or stick a needle to get a little more intense uh <laughs> Um, work done and so if the body is in harmony and balanced and working the way it should be mm -hmm. um, then we should have thriving health most of us don't have thriving health and so we um, believe that then this means that there's stagnation there's blockages something is not in harmony mm. and so by Um, using the needles in these specific points, we yeah. can release uh, blockages, we can help loosen up stagnation so that chi and blood can start flowing oh, okay. and creating health and harmony in your body. Is it painful? Because needles are going inside <laughs> your skin. <laughs> is, is it painful? Is needles? it painful? Oh, gosh. Okay. I mean, I want to say no because I'm, you know, I'm entering into this and I don't want anyone to get scared of pain or something. But, um, There can be uncomfortable <laughs> spots. Some points on the body are automatically already known to be a little more sensitive and tender. Mm. Um, there are some points on the hands and feet that can be a little more, yes, yeah, sensitive compared to like, you know, maybe a point on your arm or something. Okay. Now, I have had multiple treatments and I've had stuff on my feet, hands, legs, back, stomach, ears, face. Yes. Um, and my ears, yep. Oh. Do they, do, do, but those are like, um, those needles are really thin and stuff. Do they, like, don't they fall off or something? In the ear, I'm trying to wonder. Well, I mean, there's little needles that go into your ear. I also have um, a little ear seed. I don't know if you can see that. Your hair is actually oh, covering is it. it. Is it covering it? Do you see that little gold? Yeah. Yeah, so that is an ear seed. What was that supposed to do? So instead of, you know, I mean, I can have a needle, but then I can only leave it in for, you know, 20 minutes or so. But the ear seed, I can leave on for days. And so this point actually is to, like, help ground you and oh. center you. So, you know, if I'm getting a little anxious, then the seed is already on there in the right spot. And I just kind of push on it. So, again, it's not a needle, but it's the acupressure point. And so I just kind of push on that and... Okay, bring it to <laughs> <laughs> Let it do its magic. <laughs> When you're having so, a rough day at work or something. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and you don't necessarily need a needle or mm. a seed. Um, sometimes, you know, this is a great point right here. Mm. The third eye point. So I'm just like, okay, I'm stressed out. Let's just give that a little rub. Um, there's, I mean, there's points all over. But some are more convenient, you know, when you're in public. <laughs> so, so, like, there's certain areas of your body that would just look a little weird if you started, you know, palpitating. But um, there's points here, just even on your hands, yeah. right, um, along your wrist, that you can just kind of be massaging. Um, if you need to be stimulated, if you're falling asleep, you can tap the top of your head here. This is dew point 20. So this just kind of, like... Okay. Like, sometimes in class, I'm like, okay, this is starting to get 
too much or I'm like <laughs> zoning out. So then I just start tapping my fingers and tapping my head. And so that's supposed to kind of wake you up? Yep. Huh, so okay. a lot of the points um, are can stimulate different things. So mm. some points are specific to helping, you know, just calm the mind and get centered and grounded uh, to help with anxiety and whatnot. And then other points are to stimulate you. Like you need to wake up. You need to be energized. Um, this point right here, um, if someone has fainted, then pushing on this point then can help bring them back too. Wow. So, I mean, so then, you know, you don't necessarily that, you know, there's no reason to really use that point. But, <laughs> like, you know, oh, you unless that. we're planning to have some fainting bodies here. No. <laughs> but yeah, the pain factor, I mean, I don't know. Everyone has, you know, stepped their toe. Everyone, you know, it's not like excruciating So what happens pain, is it know, goes right? in and then it just stays for... It just stays for the... like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, and I then mean, it comes back out. And then it comes back so out. So it hurts twice, pretty much. No, it doesn't hurt um, coming out at all. What? <laughs> you know, as a kid, okay, so my thing is, I, I can't remember the last time I got an injection. I can't recall. I mean, I have blood taken out. It's not that I don't like needles. It's just I'd rather not have them. So um, my thing is, I'll tell myself, okay, you're going to get a shot. So prepare your mind. But, you know, with shots, it's just one. Every time I see a video of someone doing acupuncture, there's not, it's just not one needle. It's like 20 <laughs> or more. Right. I mean, actually, um, I had a treatment a couple of weeks ago where all of my back shoe points were done along my spine. And it was very relaxing. I mean, it the needles going in. Sometimes I don't even know that the needles are going in. I'm talking to my practitioner and we're just talking about whatever. And I'm curious because I'm learning. And I'm like, oh, like, what point are you doing now? And I'm like, did you just put something in? And it's like, oh, yeah, before I know it, you know, I've got 20 needles in me. And I didn't even know that half of them went in. Mm. Now, sometimes I definitely do know that they're going <laughs> in. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know been crying or anything like that it's just like ouch oh gosh okay yeah like that was definitely a poke so what, which which body parts hurt um like well it mo- can be different for different people oh, um because okay. sometimes it depends if there is stagnation um or a blockage there then that can uh, create more of a shock sensation so the more blocked you are the more painful it is something like this sometimes i mean it's hit or miss and this is actually one thing i love about tcm um is that every person is an individual and so what you know worked or how one person responded is not going to be the same for the other person yeah and so really when you are seeing someone you you have to be in tune with what is happening for them. You cannot use the information that you just practice on somebody else um, onto them. Else, yeah. And so then you really do have to be sensitive to the person and their needs and what's happening. Um, I mean, I had, um, uh, the, it was kidney three down here on my foot done. And it was, whoa, it was a... Uh, a shocking sensation. <laughs> and so I was like, take it out, take it out. So he took the needle out. And I was like, wow, that was quite the sensation right there. Mm. And he said, okay, well, then um, he believed that uh, there was some stagnation there in kidney three. And then he put the needle back in, in the exact same spot, and I didn't even feel it go in. So what did he, did he do something else before that? It was just the first kind of initial, like, was just like a reaction. And and then went back in, and I didn't even know. So... Uh. So it's interesting. I mean, the body is amazing. And mm. um, it was just maybe a block that much. And that just one little prick. And it wasn't even in there for any length of time. Just kind of helped dispel some stuff. Mm. And then the needle was able to go back in and work so its magic. <laughs> if someone is walking the thing, they must have a ton of needles, right? Like, so if I, if I use a needle for you, I'm not going to use a needle for someone else. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean... That happens. Sometimes people 
maybe in other countries or <laughs> other practices, there are reusable needles. But in our school, in our clinic, and I think pretty much across the board in Canada, <laughs> um, we use disposable. So yeah. it's one-time use gone, in yeah. one person's body and yeah. it goes out and into the garbage. Yeah. So no worries about... Um, cross-contamination or anything like that <laughs> okay um the other thing is do people bleed um i mean sometimes there can be a little like drop of blood but rarely oh, okay. ever I mean, how deep does the those needles look long but how deep do they go okay maybe not that long but long right <laughs> um they come in all different sizes uh. um because depending on where they are going on the body of course you're going, you can go way deeper here, you know, like in the leg compared to like, if you're doing something up here by the lung, then you're going to be going really shallow because you don't want to puncture a lung. <laughs> um, that would be an event. Yeah. And then even like, you know, on the hand here, I mean, there's only so, you know, the depth that you can go is not too much. Mm. So we, yeah, we have needles of all sizes. Um, for various parts of the body and different points, um, which I have not learned yet, but I will be learning the depth and all of that and what needles to use. I just had um, uh, a facial acupuncture treatment last so week. How many How many needles went in your face? Um, I had, I'm not sure how many, but I know I had like some here, like around my eyes, in my cheeks, Several on my forehead. And I mean, I had like needles this big. I mean, they were just tiny, tiny. I don't need, she had to like use some little tool to kind of pick them up. And <laughs> now, ironically enough, those small ones hurt. <laughs> no, I mean, not unbearably, but yeah, you know, yeah. as a woman, you know, right? What do they say? You know, no pain, no gain, right? So this actually was a beauty facial treatment. <laughs> So I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that acupuncture could also just be for beauty. So so you put in it for, for the beauty one. How long is it there for? Well, because this was at my clinic and this was the student clinic, um, it was just like 20 minutes. But I mean, normally it can be like 40 minutes. So wait, you get there, you, you know, get on the bed, right? I guess. Oh, no, no beds, no beds, no bed. We are constantly reminded, and uh, there are certain things that happen in a bed, and those things do not happen in clinic. We have tables. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever somebody says a bed, it's like, no, there, a bed is used for one thing and other things, and... We have tables here. Uh, okay, so table. <laughs> Make <the> distinction. <laughs> okay. So, yes, you come into <laughs> clinic, we take your name, you fill out the, you know, forms, all that kind of stuff to get that legal stuff out of the way. Make yeah. sure you don't sue us or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And um, we do, like, an intake and read your pulse and read your tongue. Tongue. Yep. What Actually, you, what... here, let me take a look at your tongue right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> good. Wait, let me drink water first. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, let me see. Okay. Interesting. Okay, well, I am just started my new semester and I'm learning um uh taking like the pulse and learning some diagnostic stuff and learning how to read the tongue. Mm. So I know that you have some spleen issues. Was, okay. <laughs> but you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, you know, you can come in for a full-on consultation so, and treatment. Yeah, I, I come in, what, what happens then? I come in. Um, okay, so you come in, yeah. we take your pulse, we read your tongue, we ask you questions about, like, your sleep and, you know, all of the personal kind of stuff, yeah. like your bathroom routine stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, all those fun questions. <laughs> and we have been already told, make sure to keep eye contact <laughs> when you're asking those questions because you don't want to, like, you know, be like, okay, so um, 
looking at your, you know, own hands, getting all <laughs> uncomfortable. So how are your bowel movements? So, <laughs> so, so we'll ask you all those interesting questions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just about work, sleep, relationships, because, again, like... Our emotions, our living environment, the stress mm. um, certainly can wreak havoc on our bodies. We already know that. Mm -hmm. And so you might come in saying like, oh, you know, I've got some tummy upset. And maybe that is because you have spleen and stomach issues, you know, right? And mm. we need to strengthen that. And we'll look at diet, you know, or herbs. But also, let's say like, what? What do you do for work? You know, what is your living environment? Mm. Um, because sometimes that might be more of the issue, you know, issue. And not that we can't help support your body with, yeah, yeah. you know, um, food choices and herbs and acupuncture treatment. We certainly can because sometimes we don't have the options of like, you know, quitting our jobs, even if they are stressful. Yeah. So we're going to support you in your, the other ways. But being able to identify that maybe your job is contributing to your digestion problems. So you can be looking at what your long-term plans might be. Okay. And then does someone just get an acupuncture or whatever right away? Like after the, the consultation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so when you go there, you pretty much know you're, you're pretty much... When you go to the clinic, you pretty much know that you're getting acupuncture? Well... Um, you can sign up for different things. Oh, it's oh, not okay. like mandatory acupuncture because I mean, <laughs> some people are just like, no, no way. But um, there's other things that can be very helpful, like fire cupping and there's different massage. How, uh, like what things. does that one do exactly? Because, you know, I mean, I see people do it, but it's you just have a red mark on your back and that's it. I know. It's so cool. Don't you want one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you'll make everybody jealous. Like, holy moly, where did you get that huge hickey? <laughs> <laughs> the first of all, I have a super huge mouth to do that. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, I love it. Um, I mean, again, uh, you know, just there can be stagnation and uh, blockages. And so this can just help release things, get blood flowing. Um, certainly, like, I mean... There are things like if you're pregnant, you should not get fire cupping. No. Um, because it can, you know, maybe induce labor, you know, different things. It can stimulate oh. parts of you that maybe should be stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, but here's what I saw. I think I saw a video, right? The person lies down, then you, you hold a cup or something, mm -hmm. then you kind of light fire inside it, and then mm -hmm. it sucks the person's back, and then. Yep. And you can, um, I mean, primarily it's usually done on the back, mm. but it can happen all over the body. Um, I've had fire cupping done on my stomach. Mm. So in certain parts, it can help with um, bowel movements, um, menstruation, digestion. So there's different parts of your body. Um, if you have lower back pain, then fire cupping um, on the backside of your knee um, is very helpful. Oh. So there's all kinds of different points mm. um, that can help, like in whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, um, like if people have had a stroke or something and there's like, you know, partial paralysis or something on the face, fire can, cupping can really help with bringing back some mobility. Mm. And so usually um, there's different kinds of techniques. So there is just like the suction cup kind of putting the cup on and leaving it for 20 minutes, mm. which then does leave these um, marks, yeah. <clears throat> um, which of course go away. Um, but you can do quick cupping. So then you're just, uh, putting the cup on and then kind of snapping it off and putting the fire under it again and then putting it on off. So then it's not going to leave this like red bruise. Yeah. So, and so you just kind of quick on and off. So then it is still stimulating the area, getting the blood flow. Oh, okay. Um, and so usually that's what you would do in the face because you don't want to be having some big marks <laughs> on the face, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Um, and then there's sliding cupping too. So usually, I mean, that happens on the back a lot, um, which feels amazing. Um, so you just 
get some cream and then you put the cup and you slide it along the back and so a lot of times i mean a lot of people have a lot of tension mm. in their upper back and whatnot so mm -hmm. um just kind of sliding the cups along we with no fire thing whatever like what does the fire do exactly does is there anything in the cup that gets activated or something um well the cup is just a plain glass cup mm. and you have like a tong kind of thing and you have cotton ball on the end of it and you dip it into alcohol and then light that on fire and mm. the so heat just kind of creates a suction oh gotcha and then stick it on the ah. now there are cups that do not involve fire and it just comes with this little pump and they're like silicone and plastic and just use this little pump machine which which, which one is better well i mean i know you just you're just starting but which which is better the fire or the machine one um well i'm sure lots of people would have their opinions about what's better i mean some you know believe you know that there's like an energy element to mm. the fire which mm. is can you know adds extra benefits yeah. but in all honesty for myself personally mm. <laughs> um i do have a, a set of glass cups and i do use the fire so you... um but i have nieces and nephews and i do not want to you know accidents could happen uh, you're dealing with fire and mm. people's bodies and alcohol and, you know, <laughs> and so i just think you know i do not want to take the point zero 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 one percent chance like especially when i'm thinking like children right mm. do not want anything to go wrong i don't want anything to go wrong on adults mm. um so i i think that my plan is or my no, i don't think my plan is to invest in some silicone oh, okay. <laughs> cups just just to kind of eliminate you know the one potential but it sounds like those cups will have things hanging off them right this pump thing or like can do pump and then take it off or yeah, yeah. Oh, it oh, just kind oh. of has like a little nozzle and you just use this little pump i mean some of them are hand pump and some i mean there's all kinds of different ones but the okay. fact is that they don't involve fire <laughs> okay um so tell me about your trip to your recent trip to china yeah china um okay well that happened through my school mm which was a dream come true. I have always enjoyed traveling, always made it a priority in my life. When I was 14, I went on my first overseas trip and I thought, oh my God, the world's a big spot. <laughs> so I want to see it and see as much of it as possible in my lifetime. Mm. So that has been happening. And sometimes, um, you know, of course, like, the Great Wall of China. That is, you know, a bucket list thing. And I I have, a like, my list is never-ending of places I want to go and things I want to do and experience. And sometimes you just think, I don't know how any of this is actually going to happen. Mm. Um, yes, of course, there's lots of things in our control and we can move in those directions. And I have done traveling, but sometimes I feel like life is so... Uh, surprising in a wonderful way you okay. know that these dreams or these things that are in your heart sometimes just happen and are fulfilled out of nowhere mm. and so okay great I have intentions of going to this school um, it was kind of all last minute I wasn't planning to start this January but mm. in December I went to their open house and uh, and we talked about me potentially starting in you know january may or september and well they convinced me to start in january and i thought okay great <laughs> um let's do it so literally had a couple of weeks a month at max mm. and jumped right in and mm. uh, a couple of weeks into the school they had already planned this uh chinese um trip yeah. or a trip to china but uh all of the paperwork had been completed like everybody else that was going was oh. you know had started in september or was in their year two or three and so all the paperwork was finished yeah and so we didn't even think it was an option for us who started in january to go 
And then one day it was like, oh, maybe we can see if we can get you in. Is anyone interested? Interested? Are you kidding me? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> right? Um, so it was a little complicated because um, I guess the rules changed um, as of January 2019. Everyone else just had to kind of file their paperwork and um, send it off to Ottawa to get their visas and whatnot. But mm. as of January 2019, you now have to go to Ottawa in person to get your fingerprints done and apply for your visa. So mm. there was a lot of paperwork and a lot of, you know, uh, last minute things and traveling to Ottawa and one day <laughs> and back and waiting for approval for the visa. And <laughs> it was uh, down to the nitty gritty at moments. And, mm. um, but, I think like two weeks before the China trip. I mean, I already had the ticket bought because I had what? to, right? But I mean, I got insurance just in case my visa didn't come through <laughs> and then got it in the mail. Like, okay, great. We're going. So went to China. There was 14 of us all together. Mm. Um, and a trip of a lifetime. I was totally impressed. It was absolutely amazing. We spent a few days in Beijing, flew into there, um, saw the Great Wall, of course, which... I mean that was a that was definitely one of the highlights for me. Mm. Um, now, you're in places like this, which are just breathtaking. They're magnificent, and it is like it is a trek. I mean, <laughs> it is so steep, and it's up and down. And I'm like, I mean, I'm a I think of myself as fairly fit, but I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, okay, like getting up some of these steps they are so steep and it's just like up and down and so there is this phenomenal sense of accomplishment <laughs> like i did it and i survived um, but it's also very i don't know it's solemn it's sacred it's kind of grievous i don't know there's it's a mixed bag because it took um like 2000 years to build oh wow and Right there, I'm like, that's amazing that, you know, someone had a vision and that from generation to generation, that's they kept continue. that vision. And I'm like, I mean, in this day and age, it's like, we're lucky if it's like, well, hopefully the grandkids carry that out, you know, this tradition <laughs> out or something. I'm like, this takes real visioning and like, wow. Um, but also, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big grave site. Is it? Because you were mandated to go work on the wall and you never returned home. So you worked there till you died or you grew old and died or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean... So, but when, they, when they're buried or when they die, they don't go back home? Right, yeah. It's just like you are mandated to go work on the wall and that is where you spend the rest of your life until you basically... So is it about like punishment mm -hmm. or... Um, I don't know. I oh, can't okay. speak into any of that. I didn't, I mean, I just like, I grabbed onto a bit of what our tour guide was saying and I was just like, oh my gosh, these are elements that I never even considered, mm. right? But of course, yes, it makes sense. I mean, how was this even built to begin with, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, slave labor. I mean, I guess it's still exists in our day and age and it looks different in its different forms and um so it's not you know it's a grief that happens in this day and age but um also a grief that has happened throughout history and mm. so when you're in these places yeah it's mi it's mixed emotions because mm. it's like wow this is really phenomenal and i'm so grateful to be here but uh, at high costs mm. like this is literally, you know, I don't know how many people, mm. how many lives uh, were sacrificed for me to be walking on this wall. Mm. So I don't know. I don't even know how to work. <laughs> I think I'm still kind of wrestling. You know, I, I don't know. How do you have such excitement, mm. but such kind of grief at the same time i don't know i maybe that's the gang and the gang or something the, yeah <laughs> exactly i think that's one of the things about being human is that we have to find our own way to navigate all those complex emotions mm -hmm. you know because we just have to mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or if we don't you know there's always that chance of a mental breakdown oh yeah yeah 
absolutely. <laughs> yeah. A mental breakdown, yeah. <laughs> oh my, that's my daily thing. How do I navigate this human existence? That so, I'm um, I know, I mean, during your trip to in China, did you learn more of the, I mean, you're in China. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the home of what your learning came from. So yeah. how, did you do any, uh, I know it was three or school stuff. Did you do any uh, learning there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we had a lot of, you know, just the normal touristy stuff. Um, but we went to a university in Xiaomen and had multiple lectures, um, you know, to do with herbs and lifestyle and acupuncture and acupressure and child massage techniques and all kinds of stuff. So it was very, it was also, you know, a learning experience, but also just fun and frivolous and all that good stuff too. But one thing I really appreciated seeing, we went to several clinics and hospitals Mm. and I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm new to this world, so I don't know if, my observations are entirely correct or not. But what I I get the sense sometimes that when I talk about, you know, acupuncture and traditional Chinese me- medicine, even using the word traditional, right, mm. that sometimes there's this idea that it's this, like, backwards, you know, <clears throat> ancient, you mm. know, weird voodoo thing that, like, has no you know, has no place for civilized, you know, 2020 kind of civilization, right? Yeah. Um, But being in China, um, you know, going to these state-of-the-art hospitals where, yes, they have all the regular Western, you know, medicine and technology and equipment Mm. um, that we have here, but in the same, you know, space, Mm. you know, okay, here's, you know, the you know, the surgery ward and here's the, this ward and then here's acupuncture and here's moxibustion and here's fire cupping. And it has the same, um, you know, it's valued and it's honored and the respect, Mm. um, that it deserves. Mm -hmm. It, It is being given it there. And it's not like, you know, oh, well, that's that. And they have to have their own separate clinic or something. It's it's honored yeah. and it's, you know, okay, let's, again, look at the person as a whole and what are their needs and can moxibustion help? Can acupuncture help? Um, and if not, if surgery is required, okay, great, let's mm. do surgery. Mm-hmm. But sometimes surgery isn't required, and sometimes sticking a few needles in someone can relieve their pain, you know, <laughs> right? And they yeah. don't need to take, um, you know, medication, mm. which can, you know, harm their liver. You know, doing some acupressure points is not going to harm your liver, and, mm. but it can relieve your pain. So I really really appreciated seeing as a culture just the honor and respect that i mean it's given of course i mm. mean i can't i if that's where it originated so i expect that they would honor it <laughs> but that you know even in this present day you know mm. it is on par with all of um the modalities the you know the ancient ones and the modern ones mm. and that um, that's something I really appreciate that it doesn't have to be one or the other or this against that, yeah. but that if we can really, you know, just work together and yeah, that it's not, I don't know, whatever the arrogance, the ego that comes into play sometimes that, yeah. you know, you know, well, this is the only way and this is the best way and this yeah. is the superior way, but It's like, no, let's work together. Let's look at the individual and what their needs are and really see how we can bring them into, you know, thriving and health. And Mm. if that requires, you know, surgery, then great. Obviously, acupuncture is not going to be able to help there. (laughs) But if you've got a headache, well, like, you don't necessarily have to take pharmaceutical drugs. Let's do some acupressure points. Mm. Okay, I'm going to end with this, though. Um, well, I mean, I know you're going to sing a song, do some of your poetry. How, what are some of the things that inspire you? 
Oh, inspire me. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, first of all, I love nature. Mm. I grew up uh, in the country, and so just like going into the backwoods was just normal occurrence. And living near the beach, just to go for walks in my bare feet and just be there in this kind of calming environment. I definitely find inspiration in nature, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, I have five nieces and nephews, mm. and they are definitely inspirations for me. I mean, humanity in itself is inspiration. I mean, everyone is so diverse and amazing and complex, and but when these little human beings, you know, that I can call my own are there and they grab my face and they look into my eyes, and they say, I love you, honey, Jess. Like, I don't know what gets more inspiring than that. Mm. Um, just to see their innocence um, and their curiosity for life. I mean, just that alone is inspiring. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, yeah, life is tragic and painful and grievous and amazing and joyful and exhilarating and so diverse. Um, Life itself is inspiration. And I, you know, I hate to say love because it's kind of cliche, but in the last few years, Uh, I have had a lot of grief and sorrow and lost a lot of people and some just, yeah, tragic things have happened. And when I think about love, I mean, and even with what I'm learning, you know, with traditional Chinese medicine, these, uh, the philosophies of when we're talking about yin and yang and that we only can know one because of the other Mm. and if we want to expand and we want to grow, mm-hmm. then, you, you know, if we're doing that in a holistic way, then it, it, it encompasses it all. And so pain, it can be a great inspiration and it can take us into some really dark spots. But at the same time, it has the ability to expand our hearts mm-hmm. for greater capacities to love and to have compassion. And so, I mean, who wants to be in pain? Right? <laughs> but, I mean, who doesn't want to know more love, yeah. right? And so, again, just trying to navigate through all of this and what does this mean and trying to make peace with these Polar opposites, but knowing that they are both so necessary Mm. for growth and expansion and inspiration and just even having hope in life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, nature, kids, pain, love, those are my greatest inspirations. Wow. (laughs) Thank you very much, Jessica. Um, Thank you. So we'll let you sing now. Okay, so uh, the song... I will say it, my nieces and nephews inspired this song. So oh. it is, I wrote it for them. Um, so it's kind of fun, childlike. It's great. Can't wait to yeah. hear it. Okay. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Fly in the sky, fly so way up high, and fly way down low. I wish for you to go to those places. Beyond the rainbows To run wild with your mind Oh, the places you will find Wonderful your eyes Oh, the secrets far and wide Oh, to fly, oh, to slide And climb the rainbows And may the incense in your heart May it grow 
darkness take to flight The space of pure delight is always there inside The beauty of the rainbows Watch the sun, watch the moon, watch the ever-changing mood Send a kiss and a wish, be ever-present with all of this life and listening.